Support for this podcast comes from the Feel More Like You, a new podcast from Walgreens. Cancer not only affects your health, it affects your identity, but feeling like yourself goes a long way to help heal. Feel More Like You brings a first-of-its-kind look into a cancer journey with personal survival stories to help you look and feel more like you. Listen to Feel More Like You Season 1 now at walgreens.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. We are thrilled to welcome back a very special guest to the show today. Paula Schneider, the CEO of Susan G. Komen. Paula is going to share her personal breast cancer story with us today, how it's impacted her family, and why this job is so personal to her. So Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Well, I always love to get to talk to you. I've always uh, really thought your, your story is, is really amazing. And I think your perspective on breast cancer and on dealing with it is really important for all of us and our listeners. So let's just go ahead and get started there. Tell us a little bit about your personal experience with breast cancer. Sure, it started uh, with my mother. My mother had breast cancer. And she had it first and then lived through that one. And then I actually, my best friend in the whole world, her mother had it as well. And then her mother died from it. Then I got it right thereafter, which was, you know, really challenging. And, and, and then my mom um, actually passed away from metastatic after I had had it. It's been a common sort of theme in our family and, and one that's not a very pleasant theme in the family. Um, I was uh, in my 40s and I was diagnosed with stage two triple negative breast cancer. And that was 14, almost 14 years ago, which was really challenging, right? Because I had two young kids at home, two little girls. And, you know, in, a, in a crucial times where I really felt that they really needed their mother, not that any mother would ever feel that there's not a time that their kids wouldn't need their mother. But, you know, it was a moment in time, very, very scary. And I got the diagnosis and, and had to put one foot in front of the other and get through it. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, that's always tough. Um, and, and I appreciate you even sharing about, you know, your extended family and your immediate family that, that have battled with this as well. Let's talk for just a minute about recurrence. I know that that's always on the mind of, of survivors. And I can even imagine more so for you, since you've had multiple people have lost their lives to metastatic cancer. Um, how do you work through the emotions of that? And do you have any advice for our listeners on how they can remain hopeful? There's a lot of really interesting work that's being done in research on metastasis and why it metastasizes. And, and you know, clearly that's the cancer that kills, right? It's not breast cancer that's going to kill you right off. It's, it's if it metastasizes. No matter who you are, once you've had a cancer diagnosis, then it's always in the back of your mind that this could come back. And it's a very scary place to be, but you gotta, you know, you, you sort of have to tamp that down and be able to find joy every day and live through it. Because if it comes back, it comes back, but you don't want to spend every day worrying about it. Um, you know, you're hoping it doesn't, but there's a lot of people that do everything perfectly. They're, you know, they are healthy, they eat well, they exercise, and it comes back. Um, and, you know, there's a percentage and, and that of people that it will come back. And it's, it is challenging. Um, you know, we're working at Komen on figuring out why and spending our, the majority of our research dollars on figuring out either how to 
help people that have are have to live with metastasized breast cancer to live longer and healthier lives or to even stop it, which would be the goal, right, from metastasizing. Um, so those are the things that, you know, I think about every day. There's, and of course, you know, working in this field, there, and you hear about, okay, there's someone who um, was diagnosed, diagnosed again and now is, it's metastatic. And, you know, of course that, that plays on your head. But for me, I have to compartmentalize it and say, okay, you know, I'm doing the best that I can and I'm doing the work that I want to to help other women. And I'm hoping that it happens to fewer and fewer as we go on down the road. And, you know, and the work that you're doing is making such a huge impact for so many people nationwide. And I'm, and I'm so thankful for that. Just personally, speaking of personally, you've got two daughters. I would mm -hmm. imagine that having two daughters just motivates you in, in pretty amazing ways and, and drives your passion for this cause. Can you talk just a little bit more about that too? Yeah. I mean, you know, unfortunately I have the opportunity to meet with women that are young women that have been diagnosed with breast cancer on a regular basis. And it's so sad. And, you know, and I, I have my mom hat on, right? And the last thing that you could even imagine, you know, would be if your own children got breast cancer. So for me, all I want to do is because it runs in my family. I have my, my um, mother who died of Mets. My husband carries the BRCA gene mutation um, on his side. I don't, but, you know, so it's sort of a double whammy from, from my girls. Um, they don't carry the gene mutation, which is great. but you know, there's something and we just have to be really, really cautious and, and aware. Um, not a whole lot that you can do about it other than leading a healthy lifestyle, um, you know, which of course we do and we exercise and we, you know, do all the things that you can. But that, that's not a, you know, get out of jail free card. It's not a free pass that you'll never get it. And, you know, all, the only thing that's going to cure cancer is research. But for me, you know, when I was interviewing for this job, and I thought that I would be really good at it, but I'd never had philanthropy experience before. I've only been a businesswoman that has run publicly traded companies and large organizations. But, you know, I thought, wow, I'd really like to give this a try. But I told the board as they were looking in my interview process that if you find somebody better at this than I think I'd be, you need to hire them because this is super important. And I don't want this to be, you know, where I'm just trying to figure it out where somebody was like, I got this. It's been really great. Uh, I'm glad that they did choose me. It's been the greatest career move that I could ever have. And, and I think we've made a lot of meaningful progress in the last three years that I've been here. It's almost three years. I think it's three years next week. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're there and, and I appreciate that all, all that work. So let's talk a little bit about your own personal journey. So can you share with us, what have you learned about yourself through this journey and how has it changed the trajectory of your life? You know, a lot of people it, it, it want to go a completely different direction in their, life, in their life after a breast cancer journey. I still love my husband. I still love my work. I still love, you know, being a mom. I don't need to go become, you know, a, a, a Tibetan monk. Um, none of those things happen for me. And it does change for a lot of people, especially if they don't get the support through the journey and they realize that their life isn't necessarily going the way they want. What did change for me was my passion for my career. And, and putting my, um, my career and my time and treasure into um, working on breast cancer. You know, I live in sort of a metaphysical world where I try to be as positive and find as much joy as I can every single day. And I created my own mantra that I am happy, I am healthy. And during my breast cancer trials and, and all of the 
um, treatments that I was going through every single day, I would literally say that a thousand times a day until it became true. And, you know, that's how I live my life is surrounding yourself by the most positivity that you can and knowing that there's certain things that you can't control. But even, you know, especially in times like this right now, uh, where you have the fight or flight going on, whether you walk outside the door and you feel like you might get sick from COVID, you know, and trying to figure that out. I think I'm probably more Teflon tough than a lot of people because, you know, I've had to deal with breast cancer and life-threatening uh, disease and, you know, and triple negative is very life-threatening. Um, so you just have to figure out ways to put yourself in, in the, the go forward, put one foot in front of the other and keep on stepping because there, there isn't any other op opportunity unless you're going to fall into a black hole and just stay there. And that isn't good either because every day that you don't have joy and every day that you don't celebrate living, you, you've lost that day. It doesn't come back to you. Yeah, that's right. So true. So true. So Paula, this has been great. One final question for you and, and you're uniquely poised to answer it. I think, what do you want listeners to know about the work that Susan G. Komen is doing to help end breast cancer? Komen is a really unique organization in that we're 360 degree of um, the, the care that we do about breast cancer. Of course, we do research, which, and there's nothing that's going to cure breast cancer other than research. And, you know, when I always back that up, when people say, what's, what, 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 what is it going to take for the cure to breast cancer? It's cash. Cash pays for research. Research cures cancer. Simple, right? And, and that's why we work as hard as we do to raise money for, for the organization. The second part is, um, is community, right? And making sure that people get the help that they need because there's the, the, the standard of care that exists today, if everyone was able to get to it, we'd have about 30% less deaths. Now that's gonna become more and more challenging because there's more and more people that are out of work that don't have insurance, but it shouldn't be where you live and what the color of your skin that dictates whether or not you live, right? So that's a big health equity is a huge program for us and making sure that we are helping women everywhere. And then the third part of it is advocacy. And we work very hard with our advocacy hat on. There's been, um, I think, nine state Cohen-led legislation that's passed in the last year because there's, and this is all for women's health. And there's a lot to be said for, for women in pink with pitchforks and people can join in if you want to help. You know, you can join our advocacy as well. So, you know, if you think about sort of the three parts, it's community, it's helping women that have um, breast cancer right now, and how do we help them with treatment assistance or helping them stay in treatment or helping them with our helpline, lots of ways that we can help. The second part is research, and then the third is advocacy. So, you know, we're very well-rounded in trying to eradicate this disease, and we are incredibly patient-centric. All we care about is that women get the help they need, women and men that have breast cancer. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, Paula, it's really been an honor to interview you. And honestly, it's been an honor to interview so many people that have been uh, directly and powerfully and positively impacted by Susan G. Komen. So thanks for your time on the show today with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com.